0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.
1: Now Hear This is a music review podcast and is not directly affiliated with any artists or album projects discussed on the show. Think of us like your record collection come to life. Well, except for that Kevin Federline album. You reached for the stars, Kevin got a record of your favorite songs, you got an hour and
2: it won't take long, you got a pair of brand new friends,
1: you got a ticket gonna skip to the end,
2: I said now hear this, now hear this, now hear this, show. a much better sound this time, you know, less gimmicks, uh, less sort of visual effects and more, more music. I much prefer it being in the studio and making nice new music and not really going out on the road in a flying saucer. No flying saucer this time. No flying saucer, you get but something nice.
1: Well, now we are back. We're back. Man, we have made it. I can't believe how far we've made it. What is this, episode... 73. 735 16. <laughs> <laughs> Brian,
0: how was your week? My week was good.
1: <laughs> Brian, <laughs> how was your week? My week was great. Thank you. I want to get one highlight. I had a guy ask me last week about what my week was like, and that was both the highlight and low light of my week.
0: I love it. That He sounds like a great dude.
1: Yes, he does sound like one.
0: <laughs> well, you're listening to our music review podcast right now. Now hear this. Now hear this. We still don't have a good sign on or sign off. We just sort of stumble through the dark until we arrive at the record in front of us, but you see ah. but you see that was Ryan falling. Every week, Ryan brings me a record, or I bring him a record, and we talk about it. It's one of his favorites, or one of my favorites, and the other one isn't really familiar. Nope. Oh, you get
1: such a flavor. Ooh, it stings, and sometimes it is a sweet cyanide. (laughs) It's a sweet, sweet cyanide of a flavor, and boy, this week, wow. Yeah, I really waited for a while into our relationship to uh, (laughs) let you know that I was uh, Part of a cult of retro futurists. (laughs) You know, I always suspected it.
0: That was the end. That was it. I always suspected it. Well,
1: when you end on an up, it sounds like you're going to come back down. (laughs) No, no. Which is what this album never does. (laughs) Once it starts, it goes way up and it keeps going up into some kind of infinite space called space and
0: time. It's like you rented an apartment on a roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All of my stuff is destroyed. <laughs> I feel sick. <laughs> but it sounds
0: nice, and there's oh, lots of screaming.
1: There's a lot of screaming. So what we were talking about is the ninth studio album by the English rock and roll band ELO, also known as the Electric Light Orchestra. Ninth it's studio the ninth, album? Yeah, Time is the name ninth. of the album. Yeah. How long were they at it? Way too long, apparently, because a lot of people say this marks the beginning of the end for them.
0: Well, I mean, we're in the 80s by the time we get to this one. So, like, yes. they've already, I mean, they're still scoring hits. But, yeah. like, my goodness, ninth studio Oh, yeah, album.
1: so ELO started in 1970, and the initial flight was 1970 to 1986. And, you know, they're back.
0: Uh, just, as Jeff Lynn's ELO, right? Yes, that is correct. Yeah.
1: Not all of the original members. There's a guy named Roy Wood, who actually, he may make an appearance on this show later, Who's an excellent solo career. That name is ringing a bell for me.
0: But I think I'm just thinking of Roy Wood Jr. from The Daily Show.
1: Yeah, you may be. Yeah. You may be. And... Ninth. Wow. The ninth record. So, <laughs> Electric Light Orchestra, 1971. ELO, 2 in 73. On the third day, also 73. El Dorado, 74. Face of Music, 75. A New World Record, 76. Alpha Blue, 77. Discovery, and then Time. That is only eight. Oh, Xanadu. Xanadu, the soundtrack album. Sorry, I missed that
0: one. It was worth it for that. I think that's going to be my ringtone.
1: Ooh, that's your new ringtone. Just you
0: saying, Ooh, Xanadu.
1: Ooh xanadu ryan's calling everyone's calling <laughs> but who's calling now is time wow i you know
0: we talked a little bit about this throughout the weeks and Paul
1: looks in pain right now <laughs> pain. he's holding his head and he's cl- clutching his eyes <laughs> as tightly as one can I, I want
0: to tell you a secret okay this is a very secret secret i'm listening I have never sat down and listened to an entire album by Yellow in my
1: Oh my goodness, life. and this is the first one we throw at you. Yeah.
0: Now, that said, I would like to point out, I love them singles.
1: The singles s- are great.
0: I'm spinning them singles. I think Don't Bring Me Down and Mr. Blue Sky and Turn to Stone- are three of the best rock and roll songs ever made. And I I mean that sincerely. They are in my tippity top. Love those songs. But I have always struggled with the longer form concept album type of stuff to the point where I've simply avoided it.
1: Well, then this is not the
0: record for you. I got thrown in the deep end. Here's what I found out. What'd you find out? You don't really need the plot. No, no. And in fact, most of these songs, had you not taken them at face value or were not paying attention to the plot, yeah. are excellent.
1: Yeah, most of them are singles that are loosely related to some non-existent plot. Yeah, but like, it's so funny, I
0: an album cut like Rain is Falling, oh, great. I was humming
2: all yes. week
0: and I was catching myself doing it. Like, I don't even think I like that song, but... <laughs> But I think I like it now, and it just wouldn't leave my head. So I I do appreciate that you have to digest this larger concept. And this is coming from a guy who was telling the universe why Brian Wilson was... Oh, yeah, I was there. Maybe the third coming. Somebody came. (laughs) But anyway, so I I am happy. I am privileged, shall I say.
1: There's an angry-looking happy, let me say, to you, sir. You forced this upon me. Because
0: I wouldn't have done it. And that's why I love this podcast. I wouldn't have done it, but I did it and I'm happy about yeah.
1: it. What I can say about ELO generally is that this is not even one of the best ELO albums. Hmm. I know it's there. what, whatever I said, 8th or ninth, or ninth. whoever the hell remembers. You had oh, forgotten
0: about Xanadu.
1: I forgot about Xanadu, the roller skating Olivia Newton-John <laughs> musical that I think Jeff Lynn tries to forget about. Did El- not
0: realize until you just said that that they were involved in that at all.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. They wrote the whole thing, or Jeff wrote the whole thing, or cool. at, at least the band did. El Eldorado is one of their best records. Eldorado. That is way, I think it's way better than this one. A New World Record, Out the Blue, Face the Music. So many good records, but there is something incredibly charming about time. Mm. The artwork. Yeah. The insane plot the synthesizers and the use of a lot of these technologically advanced question mark elements <laughs> of the time.
0: I so thinking of ELO as a seventies band, yeah. I was giving this album way more credit because I was assuming that they were doing this in the seventies.
1: Oh no, right. They are
0: not. It's what, eighty two? Yeah. Right? Something like that? So or eighty one. Eighty one, yeah, eighty one. And much like I was impressed that Todd was capturing the sounds of the nineteen eighties in the very early seventies, yeah. I was inversely <laughs> like. I read somewhere online that this is their most influential album.
1: Yeah. I don't That's why I picked it. There are a lot of artists yeah. like it.
0: So I think that they were setting maybe a tone and yeah. setting the bar for a lot of these bands. And we'll talk a little bit about sticks when we get to some of these songs. I think there's some sticks on here that sticks did poorly, that ELO Mm. was doing justice toward. Yeah,
1: that makes sense. Yeah. I just read Jan Wenner's, I don't know if it's an autobiography or a biography, because he hired the guy, and then he distanced himself after the book came out. A spectral biography, I think that's called. And they, in the book, they were talking about how the 60s ended in 74, and then 74 to 76— nothing was really happening but the 70s was birthed in 74 75 and then 76 78 so all those you know in between yeah. numbers are the real 70s and i would argue that the 70s goes into the 80s i think 83 or 84 is when the 70s end this is one of the instances to me of hey the 80s are here and we don't give a shit about anything <laughs> And we got digital stuff. Yeah. And we got space. You've got a lot of interesting theories about time, right? <laughs> Speaking of that, so this, <laughs> Paul said concept album. This is a concept album about a man from the 1980s who was taken to the year 2095.
0: 2095. They couldn't have made it. 2100, 3000, 2095.
1: No, 2095. We, we don't know how. When he's in 2095, he is confronted by the dichotomy between technological advancement and a longing for past romance, specifically in the 80s. The album (laughs) signaled a departure for the band's sound, emphasizing electronics over its usual orchestra, like you said. There were four, not three, not five, four singles from this album. What? Twilight, Twilight. I think I knew that one. Ticket to the Moon and the B-side was Here is the News. Can I guess? Okay, there's two more. Can you guess? Hold on. Rain is Falling? That's correct, sir. That's number three. Nice.
0: What's the fourth single? I mean, I know Hold on Tight was a single. That was the lead single. But I think 21st Century Man?
1: The Way Life's Meant to Be. What? Yeah. What? Ooh. That one? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. Hold on tight was the first, like yeah. you said. There were five. I thought it was four. There oh, there were five? five. Yeah, there oh, were five goodness. singles. Wow. Just triple check. See, I'm so excited about this. I'm having a I'm hard time. I'm super excited that you're keeping excited. It. <laughs> the, the music video for the first single. Mm-hmm. I
0: think I have this one. I think I wrote these notes. What do you got? The most expensive yeah. to date.
1: Ev- yes.
0: At that time. Which, which...
1: was dollars. Thousand pounds.
0: So I thought we were going to wait to talk about that before we got to the track. I watched that late
1: last night. What do you think?
0: Wow. (laughs) It is a wonderful slice of it's the early 80s. We're not really sure what music videos are yet, but we think they could be whole little movies. Yeah. And it's right before Michael Jackson kind of made that a thing. Right. But- I think this predates Thriller by a few years. It definitely does, yeah. And so, interesting that they felt the need to do this. I would say, I didn't know you could get an Afro soul patch.
1: Yep. It turns out you can. It's
0: huge. It's the biggest... I don't even know if it's a soul patch. It's sort of facing the wrong way to be a goatee. It's almost like somebody's pointing to Jeff Lynne's mouth but there's so much volume on it. There's when
1: so you've much been to 2095 vid- and back, you learn a few facts and tricks. So much Vidal Sassoon
0: yeah. on his face.
1: Oh, it's very simple. It's a Vidal Sassoon. Is that what he sounds like? Vidal I don't know.
0: That's exactly what Jefflin sounds like.
1: You look exhausted by this I Selva. feel <laughs>
0: exhausted by this sound. But I was like,
1: what? Where's the afro? <laughs> it's, it's so over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely over the top yeah so over the top that it reached number one in the uk album charts for two weeks two weeks 1981 how do you feel about that i think they beat the buggles i'll say that but not in any memories right because everybody thinks video killed the radio star. You yeah. go, oh yeah, the '80s, that was cool. But this,
0: but this one is kind of synonymous with them. I feel like I've heard this on
1: the radio. Yeah, yeah, a lot.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. It's well, life for sure. It's just not my favorite of theirs. Like of their big hits, "Hold On Tight." I always find a little. We'll get to this, but I always find it a little like cliche in a way. Like it seems a little easy. Whereas something, a song like Don't Bring Me Down has yeah, so much classic balls on it, you know, yeah. and and even Mr. Blue Sky is something doesn't turn to stone, has so much balls. I like, they're almost like the precursor to like Trans-Siberian Orchestra yeah. or
1: something. that's rad. Yeah. <laughs> so let me roll the plot by you real quick before we it. dive into the album. want to hear is it. Is that all right? I want to hear it. These are Lynn's comments on the album and the concept. Here we go. In 1981, specifically the year that the record came out, a man drifts into a state of twilight. That's what the song Twilight's about. Yeah. Okay. Where <laughs> where he appears to have entered the year 2095. Sure. Meets now. I don't know how to pronounce this word, a gynoid? Yeah, it's ginoid? a gynoid. It's a gynoid. So angry, which is a female robot. <laughs> Sexy Robot. Whoa. That's yours truly, 2095. And he reflects back on his time in the 1980s. Back, this is a quote, when things were so uncomplicated. hmm That's a reference to the song Ticket to the Moon. <laughs> Walking down the same street from 100 years before, he's dismayed by the plastic ivory towers, which have grown on top of it. That's a reference to the way life's meant to be. So this is, for me, it's like, okay, yeah, you set up a plot, but then nothing is happening, right? Yeah. As he remains in this future period, he looks out from his window depressed, watching the world go by, rain is falling, and he attempts to send a letter in the form of a daydream to his girlfriend in the past, who we find out is named Julie, but only from the B sides, but fails from the end of the world. And Jeff does not know whether it's a dream or not. <laughs> They asked him recently. I, oh my God. What did he say? The quote, even Jeff Lynn doesn't know if this is a fantasy or not, which is why this is amazing. This is what I'd like to know because it's baffled me since I wrote it. This is Jeff Lynne talking. If he has actually gone to the future or if he's just thinking about it, it could be real or it could be a dream. I'm not sure. I'd rather not say because I don't know. I'm supposed to, but I don't.
0: (laughs) That's everything I wanted it to be and so much more.
1: Yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Mm -hmm. Now, was he known for drug use? I thought Jefflin was straight as an arrow. Is he? I
0: don't know. I'm asking this sincerely because I wonder... You look
1: upset and concerned. I'm not... I feel
0: like you've been interpreting this as aggressive. I'm more aggressively interested. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm aggressively interested in dating your daughter, sir. <laughs> what is he did he have a substance or is this just I mean they're all smoking grass. Well, sure. Sure. But is this Where does this where does this come from?
0: Come from because okay, like uh let's talk Mark Boland for a moment. Okay known for his intergalactic poetry. Kind of kind of an odd duck. Metal guru. Kind of an odd duck. Yeah. I think about Jeff Lynn. I'm not thinking about intergalactic poetry.
1: At best I'm thinking about a tree root. What are the oh, I'm going to get killed for this. I might kill you for Jeff that. Lynn ain't that deep man. He's a pop craftsman, right? Yes. He knows his way around a guitar a bass, the studio, a hook, knows how to sing, Mm. knows how to look really cool in a vest and an afro. Oh, yeah. And he crushes it. (laughs) I think this is an extension of his interest in technology because I've read interviews where he says his favorite thing to do, the best thing to do in the world is just to be in the studio. And this is him on some daydream about whatever... Somewhere, maybe it's on tour. I mean, think of all the UFO stuff he's always doing on all the record covers, yeah. like Boston and all that. Right? Would it be like a hundred years from now? <laughs> so okay, walking so he's... down the street, I'm not sure. I think then he is daydreaming.
0: It's gotta be a dream. What do you think he saw to inspire this? Because what do you think he saw? Like what? What kind of like movies you think Jeff Lynn's watching? Star Wars is 77. 77. So that would have been out. This is the year after Empire Strikes Back. But I feel like this is, doesn't have a Star Wars no. flair to and it. And it's
1: pre-Back to the Future and all that time travel stuff. It
0: feels more like Conan the Barbarian.
1: Yeah. In its Is that 80? Maybe. I don't know. I honestly don't know. And our no Googling policy yeah. continues. I wonder
0: what he... Yeah, I wonder what culture is coming through the old noggin there that is inspiring some of this. Or if it's literally just out of his head. I don't know.
1: I feel like it's got to come from somewhere.
0: Like a Flash Gordon or a... Flash Gordon could be a good one. Maybe. Maybe we'll I'd love figure to it
1: out by the end. What
0: do you think Jeff Lynn's doing
1: right now? He is staring outside the window of this room. <laughs>
0: aggressively he, interested he's aggressively in what we're talking about
1: because i don't know if you know this jefflin knows about every recording session that ever occurs yeah and he makes sure to visit all of them with <laughs> santa <laughs> using his time machine that he's created from his mr blue sky <laughs> royalties
0: <laughs> i ask you a serious question yeah do you like jefflin's production style and and that's a two-pronged question on himself and on others.
1: One and two. There is a very clear line in the sand when I don't like it anymore. Really? And what's the line? I do not mind it on this record. About 1984 I'm out. Wow. Yeah. Like uh Aykroyd's prime years.
0: Correct. A lot of people check out after 84 with
1: Akron. You don't know, like Blues Brothers 2000?
0: <laughs> well, I'm a I don't personally check have you out, ever, ever check out of Aykroyd. To go
1: on a tangent real quick, have you ever thought that the whole plot of Blues Brothers 2000 is they are kidnapping a child?
0: I have not thought about that since I last watched that on, I want to say, Comedy Central in 2001.
1: Well, you clearly didn't pay for it except for the advertising. I love his production. You love all of his production? I love it on other people. You like the George Harrison, Cloud 9 stuff? I'm big into Cloud 9. And Tom Petty and all that?
0: Patty the Woolburys. It's so
1: compressed.
0: Free as a Bird, Real Love. I eat it up. I like what he does with the studio. In fact, I think, and we'll talk about this with the songs, it sounds like he's infatuated with Phil Spector.
1: Oh, definitely. He's just
0: got a wall of sound fetish. He's got to execute. Yeah. And he's doing it with the kinds of technology where at this point in time, Phil Spector's more interested in shooting guns into the air or into women than he is...
1: He is a maniac. Yeah. He's not a good, maybe not a He's good not person. He's not a good person. Yeah. You ever see or Pacino's? Or good role model. No, I haven't seen it.
0: You know what he gave Phil Spector? No.
1: A big ass! Oh, my <laughs> God.
0: <laughs> Holy crow. I do love uh, Jeff Lynn's production production. It, it has that wall of sound quality to it, but it's also, I love the crispness. I love the clean little close mic crazy cuts. And... Some of
1: it wears on my hearing after a while. Yeah, I know. People, it's I love a his divisive thing. Enough. I love his songwriting. Okay. And his singing. He is understated and underrated. He's the guy in the Traveling Wilburys who most people are like, who is that?
0: I mean, he's had his share of hits, but I guess he blends into that band a little bit. Yeah. But I don't know. His look is so signature. True. Yeah. That's very true. I love Jeff's stuff. And I love the production on here. I think it's really nice. Sometimes it's goofy, but like, I like it.
1: Yeah, it's definitely goofy. 100% goofy.
0: I say all this out of love. Like I, I feel like you're. I feel like you think I'm attacking. No, 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 I'm no, not, no, no, I no, love, no, no, I...
1: no, 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 no. Yes, no, yes. <laughs> so time. It's not one. Like I said, it's not one of the most celebrated ELO albums. But to your point about being goofy, it's attracted a bit of a cult following from musicians and yeah. a few of them. Flaming Lips. I could see goofy that. Goofy production. I see that. Daft Punk.
0: I definitely see that. Goofy
1: production. And Steve Winwood. Wow. Hmm. All of those people are using, whether you think they're cheesy or not, those late seventies, early eighties yeah. synthesizers, those big pads, the I, blah, I love them. Blah, blah, blah.
0: Press to play from McCartney's one of my top albums of his and that one has those kooky effects. Yeah,
1: left and right and produced really, really very well. In fact, I'm surprised
0: it took until Freeze a Bird for those two to get together, now that I think about it. I was it.
1: just going to say I would have loved an 80s yeah. Jeff Lynne-produced McCartney record.
0: I'm glad. I think he got a great sound out of George. I really do. I know a lot of people don't like it. They think it sounds too heavy-handed, but to me, George needs a heavy-handed producer. Yeah, he does. To,
1: I like that record fine.
0: Yeah. To accentuate the... Fish the,
1: in the sand, man.
0: That's what it takes. Good one, too.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Devil's Radio. Gave us George's last hit. And yeah. the last solo Beatles number one, unless McCartney's no. beaten it since then. No,
0: you're right. Last solo Beatles number one single. Got my mindset on you. What, what
1: a shame that the Beatles never covered that, huh?
0: Well, speaking of the Beatles, one of the things, and we've talked about this, but ELO is often referred to as, like, what if the Beatles never stopped after Walrus?
1: John said it, right? Yeah. Son of the Beatles. Son, Son of the Beatles,
0: specifically Son of Walrus. That, yeah. that Strawberry Fields, that Sgt. Pepper, Magical Mystery Tour era. These guys took that in, ran with it, yeah. and just made it into yeah. a whole career. It's true. And it's got a lot of Beatles on here. The very Beatly record. Mm-hmm. But in a nice way, in a way that I like. Me
1: too. Me too, me too. Should we dive into the album? Well, first I got to fire some bullets oh!
0: at you. Shots fired Good morning I'm gonna be your instructor
2: Okay I know you're anxious to jump right in
0: Here comes Another heart breaks Heart breaking from Paul's bullet corner Coming at ya With bullet number one Disco rocket to Alpha Centauri By way of volumizing hair product Thank you, golf clap. I enjoyed it. The absurd kidnapping of Gilbert and Sullivan, who love it in theory <laughs> that one kind of, Oh that's a good one. That one kind of got me. Dennis D Young was like, "I could do better and couldn't and didn't
1: <laughs> That's what I got That's Paul's bullet
0: corner. That's been Paul's bullet corner
1: <laughs> Should we should we dive in here? I will and I will do it with track one prologue by reading just all the lyrics to you for your reaction. Yeah. Just on the border of your waking mind, there lies another time Mm -hmm. where darkness and light are one and as you tread the halls of sanity, you feel so glad to be unable to go beyond. I have a message (laughs) from another time. And... To fuck your mind up further, in 1998, Cher sampled a synth, synth sound from Prologue and Epilogue, and it's at the beginning of her number one hit, Believe. Do you believe in Tom Whoa. after Jeff? Whoa.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. I had no idea Cher was mm-hmm. going to be making its way.
1: Go back to those school dances and Jeff was there with Cher. Jeff was there with us this whole time.
0: Holy shit. Waking
1: at us from 2095. Holy shit. Most influential ELO record. It's one of the best. And I just, I hope everyone can appreciate the levity and the joy it's brought me in my time. Uh, when I heard that weird robot voice start, I was listening to it for
0: the first time as we talked about sometimes we have to let it pierce us. And I think I audibly exclaimed in the street Oh, Jesus. <laughs> What He's the, not going to help you with What this. the hell <laughs> yeah. am I in for? But uh, I like it as a prologue, and I like the epilogue or whatever. You know, again, even when it gets goofy, I feel like Jeff just gets a pass. He's having fun out there. He's making some friends.
1: Yeah. He's going to the future. So I was like, okay. And then we slide into Twilight. And then you slide. I mean, yeah, it's just the intro. And then you're into Twilight. And this is a big hit that's a good this one it's a good some s- I pop think song my right? first
0: note here is some solid ass elo shit right here
1: What <laughs> does just was- stop the podcast there <laughs> and be done with this episode because you nailed it <laughs>
0: I love the little little descending ditties going on throughout. And there's this layering and that booming synth and the classic Jeff Lynn harmony. And those random little shouts that he does sometimes. Yeah. Where I think he's got it on a sample on his synthesizer. Yeah.
2: It's like
0: a vaguely mechanical synth effect or something that is... I think, on Mr. Roboto. Mr. Roboto is going to come up a couple times in my notes. Yeah. But it starts here. That said, all frills aside, there is a solid pop song underneath there. Lots to love about Twilight.
1: Though you ride on the wheels of tomorrow, you still wander the fields of your sorrow. It's nice. There's a lot of nice little lyrical things happening to find the best word for it. You did a good job, Jeff. Yeah. You did a good thing. And as I said earlier, the, Jeff doesn't know if this is real or it's a dream. And you're sliding in between reality, like you were talking about. <laughs> and you're getting being adub, abducted by time travelers.
0: I am feeling as though I've been abducted.
1: you get used to it. This next one, are we moving? Yes. Because
0: I love yours, yours truly, truly 2095. 2095.
1: Yeah, I think this is one of the funniest songs ELO ever made. If there was any subtlety to the message in Twilight...
0: <laughs> It's gone. It's gone now. You're like, oh, no, no, no. He's literally talking about yep. going to the future. Yep. I wonder what people... Okay, so this is the second Mr. Roboto reference here. The quote from the song is, I met someone who looks a lot like you. She does the things you
1: do, but she is an IBM. One of the funniest things I've ever heard in my whole life. Did... I still think that's funny. <laughs> Did people... Would people use an IBM as a shorthand? Because they... Good point. They could have been. They say that in Mr. Roboto. Yeah, that's right. Well, it was the biggest computer company at one point in time. Is it like somebody saying a Mac? Yeah. If this was written today by Jeff Lynn, but she is a MacBook Pro.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've really, again, on first listen, I'm like, what the hell? But honest to God... Listen, number two, I'm skipping down the street to this one. Yeah, yeah. Into it. Deep yeah, same into Same
1: reaction it. to add to what you said. She has an IQ of 1001. She has a jumpsuit on and she's <laughs> also a telephone. <laughs> what more do you want in a woman, Paul, in 2095?
0: I love that. Can we, at some point, we're going to have to do a Spotify playlist of some selections from this show. If we haven't already, we're yeah. recording this in the distant past right now we're in 2095
1: if you're listening to this in 2095
0: <laughs> i think it's gotta open with yours truly 2095 Oh yeah. it's so da, 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 da. absurd but it's
1: so good it's so crazy good is that what you want what you really really <laughs> want that little <laughs> that one tiny slice where oh yeah this is an elo song for a second yeah You're back in 1981
0: for a second. Nope. nope. I love that (laughs)
1: part.
0: (laughs) I'm skipping that street. Go, yeah! Fly me to space. Get me out of here. I want to go to space. I love you in theory,
1: Ryan. Same. (laughs) So it brings us to track four: Ticket to the Moon. (laughs) And I'm like. Oh, Remember no. the good old '80s when things are so uncomplicated. So I had a whole note on here I deleted because yeah. I was convinced upon three listens of this,
0: doing yeah. zero research, that this was written in the '70s. And so I'm thinking, like, what is it with people in the '70s writing songs that are nostalgic for the '80s? Because I'm yeah. thinking 1985 when I'm hearing that line, and it's not.
1: Right, 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 right. So right.
0: we removed that about it. What a wonderful little disco beat about a guy going in the moon you know?
1: Yep. What a wonderful Do you lyric. notice the lyric? The flight leaves here today from satellite 2. And it's referenced later. We'll come to that later. I don't want to complete it for you. Wow. There's so actually some plot points. I love it's, that. It's some easter egg style trivia that I'm you're going to get. Literally gripping the table I right now. I can see that. <laughs> Did anyone ever do a
0: novelization of this?
1: Why are you saying that so quiet? Are you embarrassed to ask that question? Because you don't want anyone to know that you're going to be Amazon priming?
0: I would, I think.
1: I would. I bet that would have just such an amazing paperback cover, too. Yeah, it's a great song. I really like Little Ticket to the Moon, but it is about going to the moon, so it's maybe a little hard to relate to if you're just a pop music fan. Funny you say that, because...
0: You know, you get that face value of it, right? But then there's a point in this song where you kind of forget you're on a supersonic rocket ship and you feel like you're kind of in the front row of a smoky club hearing yeah. this soulful dude sing you a yeah. song. And then you're back to the moon again. It's really wild, which is why I was thinking maybe drugs are involved here because it does seem a little erratic, but then it's also really intricate. And as you yeah. point out, plot points...
1: He starts to add things into it. They come back in a bit, but we'll get to that on the flip side. Brings us to the way life's meant to be.
0: All right. Talking about the Wilburys. Oh, yeah. This
1: is as Wilbury twisty as it gets. New Blue Moon is basically this.
0: Yeah. Also has the moon in that one.
1: Lots of moon. Mm Mm-hmm. Jeff likes the moon, wants to go to the moon. Loves the moon. Might live on the moon. We don't know.
0: A man with so much hair adoring such a bald rock.
1: If we had to send one guy to the moon to be the first guy who lives on the moon, I would hope it would be Jeff Lynn. Just up there, hold on tight, with a big pole Hold on tight aviators. to your love. Guys, he's not coming back. So I love this one. <laughs> <laughs> so he's back in the street 100 years in the future, just feeling so sad. Where is this guy's sense of adventure? I know. If I'm 100 years in the future, it's like, everybody's dead, let's let it rip. Let's go. May as well, at that point. And if your money hasn't been drained, aren't you filthy rich from I mean, interest? I think that is the plot of Futurama. Yeah, that is. I saw one of those. Actually, I saw the whole thing. I've seen the whole thing. I just started fronting. <laughs> Why am I fronting?
0: <laughs> I like, you know what I like about this one? I Again, he's doing his Ronettes impression. This is yeah. totally a Wall of Sound, Phil Spector, Ronettes production but i love how he gets a close mic on his vocal and it winds up sounding kind of personal actually yeah. for being such an impersonal topic what, why don't we call it being within such impersonal trappings it is quite a personal topic yeah and a personal uh-huh. little thing there
1: you can get a little bongo too there's some bongos on there you like the bongo
0: yeah i've been known to like some bongo. yes
1: you have I've seen it, that bongo twinkle in your eye. It's. Like... <laughs> You're not talking about the comics either, right? You're talking about the drum.
0: I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm thinking about this plot more, and I, I can't stop thinking about this plot more. I, you might have broken me with this record.
1: I can see that I've broken Paul. There's joy in it, though. There's a lot of joy. <laughs> a lot of joy in having your whole family and all your friends and... Where you work and everyone die and everything you know disappear and you get to walk down that street with Oof. the plastic Oof. ivory towers of Oof. sadness and realize that this is the way life was meant to be. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I got nothing else on this one. I'm, I'm in it, though. So if you hadn't had enough synthesizers, you end up <laughs> in another heart breaks. Which, if this isn't the inspiration for the soundtrack to that movie Drive... Oh. This is where Ryan Gosling looks moody and frustrated. I know that Brian Cranston gets his wrists slashed. By the car? By... What's the car doing? <laughs> the car is driving. I see. Around.
0: I, I thought he was saying aloha. I didn't realize he was saying another heart breaks. Yes. I thought he was saying aloha something, and I uh, was like, "Oh, this sounds a little Hawaiian, actually."
1: Sorry about that. I'll <laughs> say aloha to that idea. You know, what I mean, <laughs> that's out of here. The synth guitar stuff is wild. Love it. Uh, What a delight. Yeah,
0: I would have liked, as an act of contrast, it would have been nice to have like a a real raw sounding guitar solo in here to break it up a little yeah, bit. That but that I, makes...
1: I I love the mood. Total sense. Yeah. It's
0: a nice little it's mostly instrumental. It's
1: got that it, this. This f- is f- one f- of f- those ones where I didn't really love and then I came back to it and I was like, wow, I really like this. And maybe it was because the album was remixed and remastered recently. Yeah. I always just had this on vinyl. I couldn't find this record anywhere. Wow. When I first got it. Because hmm. it wasn't a popular ELO album. And maybe that's why it has some treasure for me where it's like, ooh, I have the secret time travel ELO album where Jeff Lynn loses his fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't. Treasure is a good way to describe this. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, this is a highlight for me. Rain is falling.
0: As we mentioned, I didn't even think I liked this one, and then I was like, "Oh wait, no! Not only do I like it, I love it." Yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. this song.
1: Yeah, it's almost a like a John Lennon Beatles song the almost until he goes falling. with their brand new time transponder or transporter. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: right, my third note here, he starts talking about a time transporter, and I remember, oh yeah, I'm in space and shit or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, I, I have, a, I have two, of, a very similar observation on two songs on this record. Okay. But and I'm not accusing. I would never accuse. Why Ch- would you do something like that, Shefflin, of lifting something? But. This chorus is basically Just Like a Woman from Della. Oh, yeah. Just like a woman. Oh,
1: yeah. Maybe that's why I like it so much.
0: Just like a
1: woman. But rain is falling.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you're right. It makes me want to hear Jeff actually cover that because I think he would sing it better. But I do, yeah, again, I really like this one. I didn't even yeah. realize I did. It's just following me around. This is one where the sound effects actually really work for me. Yeah, They're placed at appropriate places in the song so as not to overpower the music, but to accentuate the music on some of them downbeats. And it, it it's where I really love his flavor for production. Yeah. You know?
1: Man, you blew my mind with that Bob Dylan thing.
0: I got another one on here that's going to blow it. That's going to really blow you.
1: It's going to really blow
0: you. What? In fact, this the next two songs after this, I have
1: I have them for. But... Okay. Well, let's <laughs> let's keep going then, because I want to be blown. I haven't the words from the end of the world. I sent a dream to you last night from the end of the world. Yeah. H- how? I don't know, but I I'm I mean
0: I'm excited by it.
1: Here's the note I wrote, Paul. Are you ready to do some coke <laughs> and go to space on a synthesizer? <laughs> And here's my other note to you. Want to go hang out with Jan Wenner in fucking hyperspace? (laughs) That's that's what
0: that is right there. I can't believe you said that. Literally my first note on this. And then we blend into the cocaine disco wonderland.
1: Yeah. Because that's what it is.
0: So this song was reminding me of something, too. And what would that be? This isn't the really good one, but this one and I was like, "What is this reminding me of?" I have no idea. It was reminding me of Mikey's.
1: Oh yeah, from Back to Trouble Randy. in yeah. Paradise. Yeah,
0: sort of this wacky little non sequitur. Pl- that makes complete sense. Plucky number. That
1: must have been man. Disco must have really screwed some people up because yeah, there was a big divide. People hated disco. Mm-hmm. The Giorgio Moroder. Of the world, loved it. Yeah, but then the people that wanted to just go to a place and not be assaulted by a synthesizer did not. (laughs) Jeff embraces it and then marries
0: it to sixties rock.
1: Can't fault him for that. No,
0: I don't. I like a good disco song. Actually, I'm not. I'm really not a disco hater. I listen to ABBA a lot.
1: Well, it cuts because ABBA's great.
0: Yeah, I'm happy to hear that. Good
1: pop songs. Yeah, I'm dead serious about that. I uh, Fernando.
0: hear the John Fernando Paul and I
1: both just got a little emotional here in the studio
0: I was one time at a red light singing Fernando very loud in the car with the windows down and I it was one of those moments where you look over and you see a person staring at you yeah. belting Fernando yeah
1: good <laughs> at a red light you in, taught them a lesson on
0: <laughs> route 27 How about respect
1: <laughs> we shall never forget <laughs> i
0: I think I'm having more fun even talking about this record than listening to it. I didn't think that was possible. I love all the little effects, the little string placements, the general melody. It's one of the songs on the album where they go a little over the top E-L-O-E yeah, in places, but I don't know. There's there's also like a... I, I still like it. And there's also a random look, little 50s throwback rock interlude yes. there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And is that is that a theremin that they're it's, playing? Yeah, I never know because the Beach Boys, you think that that's a theremin because you see them play the theremin live on Good Vibrations. But then on the record, they're like, oh no, it's the other thing that kind of yeah. had a keyboard, but it was a string. And you're like, I, you guys had way too much time and drugs back in the day. Because <laughs> now you just, some kid with a MIDI controller would just draw it in and you're right. like, oh, I'm done.
0: You can't phone in your theremin.
1: Well, no, no, not not, not this time. I have in 2095, a 2095, f- <laughs> you couldn't.
0: I saw a theremin live for the first time in 2014, and I didn't know what it was because it was played by a guy who looked like an old Confederate general named Fats Kaplan. Very sweet man.
1: Is this a real story? It
0: is. Wow. And he was doing this thing, and he was making these hand movements, and I was like, what kind of weird wizardry is this? I didn't even know anything about theremins because it looks like he's just fiddling with his TV antenna Uh and making little Doctor Strange hand symbols theremins that's the end of that story is i like it that's great it's a great image Mm. fats kaplan check him out
1: no relation to fats domino i would assume none he's a
0: he's a super thin white guy who again has
1: a colonel sanders beard we are really out there in space are we still on the lights go down no no we were on from the end of the world so now we're on the lights go down okay which the only word i wrote is just synth reggae yeah yeah okay that's all I wrote. Those are my notes. That's the research I did on that track. I, I write,
0: so the rocket noises lead us from the last track into the Caribbean. <laughs> so this one is the fun. This is the fun one where I was able to peg the melody to another song. And once you okay. hear this, you're not going to unhear this oh, one. no! I'm racking my brain. I'm freaking out. I'm Googling, furiously trying to pluck it out of wherever it was. You know what it is? This song is is almost identical to Sunday Girl by Blondie.
1: Holy crow. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what? And then I started watching Blondie music videos. I was like, Oh yeah, Blondie rules. I forgot about that. Blondie is amazing. Amazing.
1: Man, I can't even believe I never put that together. You I'm gotta, a huge Blondie fan. You gotta listen to those back to back. They're they're I was like, where did I hear this before? <laughs> Don't like, you hate that? And then you're I like, know. well, I can't Google insane singing.
0: Yeah. So you have to wait until it hits you, and then you're like, "Oh, yeah."
1: Seventy song that sounds like this. Sometimes that will work. You're like, mm. "Oh, this this lyric or this riff."
0: Yeah. So that was I. I looked it up. "Sunday Girl" is '78, and this is '81. So it's it's possible. I I don't know. They 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 play in similar genres. Again, I don't think he's a plagiarist or no 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 doing no no. That. I think he's just, just a
1: fan of pop music. Yeah.
0: His voice is so damn great. He shines really brightly on this one. And again, this is one of the places where I'm losing the plot a little bit. I'm like, is our main character dancing? Did he find love? Did he finally fuck that
1: IBM lady? I don't know if he ever did. I feel like he didn't. I feel like he definitely did. You feel like he definitely did. This is Sleeper all over again. Oh, no. Or that episode of Rick and Morty where Morty screws that sex doll and has the alien kid. Have you seen that?
0: I haven't, but I believe you. That sounds like something they would do.
1: Oh, you should wacky. always believe me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> can, we, can we talk about Here's the News? Yes,
1: please. Mom, 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 mom. So this is where I'm... Where I was a little bit out. I was coked out. And then <laughs> I was ragged or reggae out. And then I'm back. Which is... It's almost a sequel to Yours Truly 2095. Yeah. That's why I like it so much. Here is the news. Someone has broken out of Satellite 2. Here is the news. Look at it very carefully. It may be you. (gasps) How do you feel now, Paul? Fulfilled on a level I didn't think was possible. (laughs) Satellite 1, they talk about in this as well, is a prison. So satellite 2 is where he's boarding the thing to get to the moon. But somebody broke out. Okay. Is it the narrator? (laughs) Is it you, the, the listener, who's the narrator watching the guy? Were you also smuggled into 2095?
0: Now I'm getting some Total Recall vibes. Yeah. And I think I need
1: Paul Verhoeven to direct this album. I would cancel that. If I found out <laughs> that was being filmed, I would quit my job. <laughs> I'd be a key grip or a best boy. It would be the best two or three months of my life. I will be Jeff Lynn's fluffer. Of his afro,
0: and I assume on his face, gigantic budget. <laughs> I, was I was about to get extremely graphic about Jeff Lynn's afro bush, and then I was like, "We're not talking about
1: no, Jeff Lynn's no, no, afro no." Right he, had he had a huge budget from the studio.
0: Can you imagine if he pulls
1: a- <laughs> something? <And> it's just. <laughs> what if it's just another version of his face down there? <laughs> Saying here is the he news. Just says another face. He's like, mama, mama. Well, uh, I'll never forget that.
0: (laughs) I love this song.
1: Good old Rocket Lag.
0: I don't know. It's a new wave wonderland. I didn't even know how to express my love for this
1: wonderfully absurd little song. But this is why I wanted to share this one with you. These little slices were like, this is not going to be on an ELO Greatest Hits. No. Not even on Expanded Essentials, you know? But I love it. I love it. It's really fun.
0: I knew I liked this song when I was originally, I was like, oh, this is the first one where I want to put this on repeat and listen to it a few times, you know?
1: Really good. Someone left their life behind in a plastic bag. Does that mean someone just asphyxiated themselves with a bag? Or is it some kind of DNA thing? Time capsule.
0: Hmm. No. I don't know. I don't know either.
1: I do know that when he sings, I Want My Baby Back... I always think of chilies immediately. <laughs> Should get ribs. I would love that. Drive up to Oxnard. Let's drive up to Oxnard and get ribs. Get some chili. Big kid. You guys, you guys ever heard the album
0: Time? <laughs> but yeah, well. well, let me tell you. Here is the news. Seriously, there's a news beat in the middle of this, which I think is super important to the plot, but I cannot understand.
1: Yeah, I can hardly understand what they're saying either. And at this point, I don't think the listeners of the album or the makers of the album even know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, they're just,
0: just get us out of here they're on the rocket ship oh yeah i love the little rainfall synth it's kind of rippling throughout the air and yeah it's got a distorted vocal it's it's very cars like
1: yes and very, i very very cars like i well, love the cars so. i mean, not definitely same era all that same technology
0: yeah Can't stress enough, if you listen to no other song that we've recommended on this podcast, pop on Here Is The News.
1: Here Is The News has just double confirm that for you. I love it. It leads us to 21st Century Man. So this is one I had heard before in the wild. Oh, really?
0: Yes. Oh, okay. I may be confusing it with 20th Century Boy by (laughs) T-Rex. Maybe not. (laughs) As Chris Mercer would say, I think this is one I'm supposed to like. Yeah, yeah. But it's one of those areas where I'm just, I'm feeling it's a little too Beatles impression-y.
1: At this point in the album, it's like, why didn't you just end it with Here is the News? Mm. That's how I feel. Well, I don't...
0: At least that embraces the weird.
1: Right. You're pulling back a bit. I do like this song more than I did as a kid, but... Yeah. When he says that... When you ride the
0: wheels of tomorrow, he's like doing that nasally London impression, yeah. like it's really laying it on thick. On
2: the the really There's one
0: quote in here one day you're a hero the next you're a clown there's nothing that is in between you're a 21st century man i can dig it yeah me too i can dig it i also like the acoustic guitars that are back in places the slide is very nice Mm -hmm. in fact you can extrapolate from that why he i think blended so nicely with george later i agree yeah and so when i was listening to this and trying to follow the plot i was like does this mean the guy is resolving to stay in the future?
1: I think so, yes. Okay. I think he's realized he can't go back, or if he could, he doesn't want to. (laughs) Sure. And so that's it. Again, there's no real plot, and Jeff Lynn doesn't even know what it's about himself. (laughs) But I love that. Yeah. Well, that brings us to uh, this little pop gem that seemingly has nothing to do with anything. Nothing to do with anything at all. It's just a single slap down, or it feels like that. Yeah, we're talking about
0: Hold On Tight. My first note on this is, so is our adventure over now? Did he go home? Was it a dream? I don't understand.
1: And then there's some French in there, which is just a... Yeah, what is that? It's a repeat of Hold On Tight to You. It's, It's the chorus just in French.
0: Okay. This is one where I would dare you to not like this song.
1: Every song that has Hold in it is great. Yeah. Hold Me Tight, great. Hold On Tight, Yeah excellent others that are available Other that, yeah that have hold which there are many of hanging They'd on the line brother in the that's holding a kind of a version
0: holding company I like this song but i of the pantheon of elo masterpieces this is low on my list right but i do really like this song right those don't bring me downs and don't
1: bring me down That's exactly what i'm thinking of kills this one it's the same vein it's the same vein that
0: chugging driving mile a minute kind of pop song yeah and that uh,
1: brings us to epilogue I just love with the time, time at the end. <laughs> I didn't realize until just now, oh, yeah, that's the name of the album, which is sad. It is the name of the album. But that's the type of psychedelic insanity that you get of listening to this album.
0: Do you think Back to the Egg was trying to be this and just ultimately wasn't?
1: <sighs> if Back to the Egg somehow was trying to be this, they really missed, they really blew it. <laughs> but the cover of Back to the Egg could be the cover for this album. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I don't know.
0: Uh, we get a little flavor for all the other songs on the record, eh, and that's a fun little closer.
1: I like it as a closer, actually. I do, too. There are three other tracks. Julie Don't Live Here, which is a B-side to Twilight. I the, love that that's
0: a deleted scene.
1: That's a deleted scene <laughs> it reveals that reveals his wife's name is Julie. Yeah. And then When Time Stood Still, which is the B-side to Hold On Tight, which I, I find unremarkable. Didn't, there's, didn't love it. There's that one,
0: The Bouncer. Love that one.
1: Which is... Slinky
0: little rock and roll
1: number Really there. nice little tune. I there's a couple I could have just X'd out of this record for The Bouncer. It's good. It's, I like Julie Don't Live Here, too. Yeah, that's good.
0: That's a, He's doing his Ronettes impression again. Exactly. It's got like Dancing Queen poured all over it for some reason. There's a... I tell you, this whole album is like Jefflin, and maybe even Jefflin's production style is like he's got this blender and he throws it all in there and just hits the button and then you drink it all like a smoothie. He's a rock and roll smoothie.
1: He is a rock and roll smoothie maker.
0: He is a a little smoothie, isn't he? A little little softy, a little little smoothie.
1: He's a hairy old soothy smoothie softy man.
0: (laughs) I love this record.
1: Well, thank you for listening to it. It's
0: insane,
1: but that's why I love it. The quote I'll leave you with. Please leave me with it. Time takes its cues more from such bands as the Alan Parsons Project and Wings than from Jeff Lynne's fascination with Pepper-era Beatles. Wow. Time proves to be competent ELO, but not great ELO. Wow. It's more or less everything we just said. We... Kind of ran that whole yeah, it. but it's worth the historical spin. And if you're ready to take a trip to the future and decide that you may not want to come back,
0: here's the news, man. Thanks for listening. I think you've ruined this podcast. I don't think we're going to get any more fun or wacky than here is the news.
1: I think you might have peaked. We might have peaked. I'm all right with that. <laughs> We're like the bass player in high school that won the whatever the hell, and yeah, and you just remember when I was a good sportsman. I was the prom king. You work at Jiffy Loop now, man. <laughs> you have for a long time. Now heard this. Now heard this. Do you have an opinion about the album we discussed today? Contact us at at Now Hear This podcast on Instagram at NowHearThisPod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash NowHearThisPodcast, or email us at NowHearThisOfficial at gmail.com. See you next time. Rad. I mean, let me just look up that discography. Well, hey, Ryan. Hey, Paul. How are you? Well, I'm good. I'm here
0: to tell the listeners that if they'd like to contribute mm. to help keeping these Now here, This episodes coming, well, they can donate featuring the wonderful new donation
1: technology that Acast has developed for us. That's right. Acast has helped us out they host the show yeah our hosts Acast, have made
0: it really easy to donate to the show they have an Acast supporter feature and there's a link in the show description that you can follow to kick a couple bucks for the show
1: it can be five bucks a hundred bucks less than a dollar we don't care
0: yeah just something to keep the lights on
1: it's all out of pocket and we do this out of love and that's it
0: and we love you all for listening thank you very much for doing that
1: couldn't set it better myself <laughs> okay. All right.
0: Well, bye then.